Hello, Mr. Spears. Hello, Mr. Simon. It is derby time. That it is. It's finally. 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 Here. Well, almost here. Um, unfortunately, we have a late scratch. Mr. Mr. Bites is feeling a little bit under the weather, though. He and has, JB. He has texted a few, uh, a few thoughts. So okay. Okay. We'll bring those up. Uh, a little bit later. Um, I think what we want to do here is, I mean, there's a lot of races to cover. Um, Just 14. And we don't want to, like, <laughs> make this too long. So we'll just kind of cover, like, talk about races that we may have something interesting to say or uh, an opinion maybe um, that kind of goes against the grain or you know, something that you're not going to get from on your own out of the form. You don't need us to. Okay, okay, it. okay. I'm down with that. Actually, I have an opinion on a race that's early on in the card. What about Oaks Day, first race? I have no opinion on that race. I have zero opinion as well. I, I, I honestly, I, I like. <laughs> I was going to sleep through that I was, one. I, th- I thought to myself, you know what? I'm happy this race is at 10 o'clock because or 1030 in the morning <laughs> because I don't really want to have <laughs> Do not want to partake. Nah, it's it's one of those races. It just is. Um, it, it just doesn't look like there's anybody in there that that you can really feel strong about. So let's just pass on that. Uh, I thought the second race on Oaks Oaks Day tomorrow with the maiden race going a mile for Phillies. I thought that was kind of an interesting betting race, and it'll be to me. I think the interesting part about this, and this is one of the fallacies, not the fallacies, but the weaknesses of of guys just making picks in that, you know, there's a couple different ways of looking at the race and the odds. I mean, I think Shug's horse, the second horse, um, is going to be a like nine to five in your seaside retreat. And, you know, her, her numbers, her, her sheet numbers are good. She adds blinkers, which is a move that, that Shug doesn't do that often. And when he does do it, he has, he has pretty good success and I think that the race sets up really well for her. Um, they have her seven to two morning line. Now, if, if she's seven to two morning line, to me, I, I would probably take a swing with her on top and and um, and, and use. Uh, I, I mean, the pick five starts race one, but I'm not going to. You know, I'm not going to. I'm not messing with that race. But you know, maybe in the pick four, I, I, there's. I, I just thought there was a couple interesting horses. I mean, the third race looks like it's a lot of chalk too. So. Um, I'm I'm actually intrigued by the eight musical cat in the uh, in that race. I know Shug's been lights out actually lately, um, but it was just a little little peculiar what's going on with a few of these horses in there, especially the one. Not really sure why they want to run on the on the main track um, rather than finding a spot for her on the turf somewhere. Um, probably an easier spot in the turf somewhere um, than this race, which is, you know, it kind of struck me as a little bit odd that they're going to switch surfaces like that. Um, yeah, but- I was I was wondering that myself because there are, you know, turf maiden races uh, available. <laughs> so, right. uh, yeah, I, 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 it just struck me as a little bit strange. Um, and, I, I did like listed a four to one. So, I mean, to me, she was kind of a horse that I, I, I would like I'd like to toss, especially. Um, you know, drawing from the inside. Post one, 
going a mile on, on, uh, at church is really it is it is a it's like a three turn race. Yeah, it's it's a kind of a disadvantage. So, um, um, yeah, and then Front Street, I thought that morning line was off. Just to speak to that point, I uh, thought Front Street would be a little bit longer, but um, I I thought Front Street might actually be a little bit it should shorter. be about four to one. Yeah, yeah, I, I think she's think. five to one morning line. Yeah. But it's a little strange. I, I also thought the eight, who I like, would take a little bit more money too. Um, but if I'll take twelve to one, uh, like, you know. I, I, like on Front Street, to me, I, I'm not sure why Kenny hasn't tried her two terms. She looks like a classic go to the lead two turn horse. She's by Street Sense out of a Bernardini mare, so certainly she's bred to do that. Um, but of course, it, it's not always as easy to find two turn races as it's true. Think it is, but uh, uh, you know. The three horse is going to take money in that race because of Irad. Uh, you know, you have uh, Mitchell Morell off, Irad on. The horse is, you know, nine starts, five seconds. Uh, four-year-olds, you've got to give eight pounds. Churchill actually makes them still give a little bit of weight. I mean, they're giving eight pounds. And I know a lot of people don't care about weight, but eight pounds is eight pounds. I mean, That's a lot. It's not It's not two or three. You know, one, sometimes two or three is probably insignificant, but. Eight, eight, you know, might make a little bit of a difference, but she's got to give eight pounds. She's already shown she wants to, uh, you know, she, she'd rather run second. Um, yeah, she seems like she had her chances to win and just hasn't done it. Um, and I don't expect anything different tomorrow. No. Um, you know, uh, I kind of, I, I wanted to kind of throw Norma Jean in there too, Norma Jean B. Um you know, Brian Williamson's had a rough start to the year, but uh, that horse really had a tough trip last time, a little bit tougher than it looks, and got caught wide both turns, um, and, and really, honestly, the horse ran pretty good. I, I think the horse ran better than Kizzy B did in, in, the, in coming out of that race, and, you know, she was sixth, so. Um, I bet that I horse, was- actually, last time, and I was literally cursing at Giroux the whole time. Yeah, that, that horse got a tough trip. I mean, both it's turns. Seven horse field play, was so. three wide both turns. I mean, it, and, and, and like still you said. hung in there, you know? Like, yeah. Like the horse still hung in there. So, uh, to me, that horse is kind of the the, the, the prize play. Um, I hadn't really looked at music. The thing about musical cat that got me a little confused was uh, first time out of Gulfstream, the horse didn't show a lot of speed and kind of finished up pretty good, you know, past horses um, in the maiden 50. And they bring him back uh, at Keeneland and going seven ace in the maiden special, which, you know, which made sense, you know, take a shot, and move it up a, a, a notch. But the horse showed a lot of speed. Um, so I wasn't sure, you know, why, why that, I, I, I'm not sure why that happened, but um, that, that's the one question mark I have about that horse. I'm not really sure what, what they're going to do here. So I, I, you know what, that, that was my initial thought. But there's a lot of speed in here to to her inside, so I figured, you know, just trying to to plan things out, that she'll get a good trip, you know, and that that's really my thought in using her and 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 really liking this horse is, she may just get a good trip and win. Um, at a, I, think, at a I think she's going to be longer. Than, I think I think you're going to get like fifteen to one. I hope so. So, all right, race number three. Um, Race number three is a, is, is a Phillies, three-year-old Phillies uh, allowance race, uh, optional 75. I don't think anyone's in for the tag. Um, going six and a half furlongs. Uh, there's a horse in here, and this is kind of an interesting uh, 
an interesting way of uh, the, the conditions are written in that uh, Australia, <laughs> Bobby Newman always makes fun of how I pronounce names, but um, <laughs> Brad Cox's horse, the four horse, uh, this horse has three stakes wins already, um, yet is still eligible for this entry level condition because those are all state bred races. Bread. And the way the rate the condition is, is written, it's never won a race other than maiden claiming starter or state bred. So you can literally win state races and still be eligible for the allowance race. So obviously that horse has got um, a, a little bit of an advantage over uh, the field in that, that she's got a lot more experience and, you know, she's won four times. Um, <laughs> I, I kind of made it her, um, you know, Chad Brown had a Shadwell Warfront filly that broke her maiden at Belmont last uh, September. Got a nice, a nice number, um, you know, comes for, for especially for a two-year-old pretty much runs as fast as everybody else and here's running six months, seven months later. Um, and the other horse I thought was kind of a little bit of a, a interesting horse um, was the horse right below that one, Diana Kay. That's uh, Wesley's horse first time this year. Uh, the horse was, was, was kind of a strange move um, in that she kind of in or out, you know, Wesley – uh, Wesley's not afraid to run, you know, but sometimes horses like this, like you get a little bit confused as to what he's thinking with her <laughs> in that he started her out first time out at Keeneland in the, you know, the odd COVID summer meet, uh, going five and a half on the turf and, and she went off one to two and she just got beat and she didn't run bad, but she, you know, she didn't run great. Uh, she comes back at Saratoga against the boys in a maiden special weight race on the dirt going five and a half. And, and she runs second to a, a horse, a, a good horse, of Todd Pletcher's who won the, um, uh, what's the, the mucho macho man in January, the three-year-old prep, but, um, got hurt. Um, so that, you know, like that was a pretty tough, tough group. And so then Wesley runs the horse in the spin away off that. And, and she totally doesn't show up, uh, gets beat 30 lengths. He brings her back a month later at Keeneland in a mile and a 16th race, and he runs her in there, and she, she breaks her maiden. Uh, she wins. Uh, you know, race good. Not, not beat Front great, Street. But, but, yeah, I mean, she beat Front Street. Which front, and Honor Finique, um, who came back to win. So then Wesley goes, and, and he runs her back in a six-and-a-half row long race. You know? <laughs> what? Um, and, and she just kind of was dull. Um, and then like, she's been working the lights out at Keeneland and I think she's a talented horse. Um, you know, adds Lasix, maybe she bled in those two non, non-show races last year, I don't know, you know, off of, without Lasix. But, um, to me, she's a horse that, that can, can sneak up on these, especially if, uh, if Castellano and Giroux get, get too infatuated with each other. Um, you know, Guyana K might just be able to sit there and pick up the pieces. Yeah, I, I I took a long look at that one, but decided to throw that one out. Um, I just don't think there's any horsepower in here to beat Australasia. Um, it, it just looked like literally chalk, chalk on on paper. Um, you know, one horse I did take a, a look that with the uh, kind of wake up angle was Rookery on the inside, um, but. You know, I, I just something's telling me 
you know, and this is just hunch and, and experience, I guess, that the rail is not going to be the place to be tomorrow. No, I, I hear you. I mean, I looked at her. I mean, she's made a steady, steady, slow, but steady progress. I mean, she's gotten better and better and better and better. But, uh, you know, with her pedigree, she's still, I mean, you know, last time she ran well, she, she kind of you know, looked like a closing sprinter type, but, um, you know, she might be better going two times. We'll see. But, uh, I, I, you know, I can't disagree. Australia is just, uh, you know, she, she looks the best in here and she might have a pace advantage. Um, but, you know, you got to try to beat the chalk sometimes. True, true, true. Honestly, true. outside of those, like that, a mouth and prints, I swear, I bet that horse every time except for the, the, the day she <laughs> I'm telling you, I've literally bet this horse every time, and and, and that was the only time I didn't bet the horse. But um, but that yeah, it's a little bit. It, it seemed that race looks a lot pretty chalky. Uh, the fourth race is a uh, three-year-old Phillies, uh, same condition, going a mile and a sixteenth, a two two-turn race. Um, and this race, I, I think that there's going to be a, a huge favorite in American West, um, who. Broke her maiden last year at Belmont, beating a horse uh, of Bill Mott's. I'm not going to try to pronounce in that's in the Kentucky Oaks, and then came back in the Tempted Stakes and ran second to the favorite in the Kentucky Oaks, um, who went wire to wire that day, and she had a little bit of time off. Um, you know, comes back for uh, high percentage connections, is high, the highest of the high. So uh, adds Lasix. Uh, kind of interesting that the, he tries her two turns first time off the bench, but um, I mean to me it, it's it's just uh, she just looks like she's just too good for these. Um, you know, a horse that that kind of caught my attention again is is somebody that you know I guess I have to wait and see the first couple races what what the inside looks like because that horse on the inside Malloy kind of caught my eye on the stretch out. I think that horse is going to have something to say about the outcome of this race. Um, you know, I, I, I tend to like a lot of horses that stretch out like that, you know, uh, run okay, decent as a, as a two-year-old, then come back, runs a little bit faster, and then they stretch them out. Sure. This might be a field that, that potentially could be too tough uh, for her, but I'm willing to take a shot. At, at 10 to one in a, in a race that doesn't look like there's a whole lot of speed. You know, it's not impossible from the rail that she sends out of there and, and gets to the leader. Some, some horses on the outside that, that have shown some pace, but they're not like dead front runners. Uh, uh, the one interesting horse that I really don't like because of the post position is another woman uh, who, who raced, <laughs> you know, got beat by past the champagne, uh, who's also a Kentucky Oaks horse uh, came back off of that race at Gulfstream and one um, uh, kind of interesting that um, Bill Mott's adding blinkers off of a win, which is something you don't see a whole lot of. And I mean, certainly your pedigree suggests the, the two turns won't be a, a problem, but um, you know, you, you just rarely see a horse that wins a race uh, have blinkers added. And you have to ask the stewards permission to do that, to make a, a, an equipment change off of a win but with this you know with those blinkers on she's shown speed last time 
Uh, I mean, it's possible, I guess, that maybe she'll leave, leave strong out of there and try to get position in, into the first turn. I mean, she's a good horse, and I just don't um, – I just hate the post position. Yeah, I mean, I, I think, he, you know, uh, Rosario is going to be a little stuck as to what he – he's got to have to make that decision very early. And if he goes out and tries to, to, to go to the lead, I think he's going to be in trouble. <laughs> yeah. um, because the inside horse, you know, the one I spoke about, Malloy, uh, take charge. Lauren has some speed. Um, even Leno Lady in the sixth, Polka Polenta, uh, could show some speed, especially if the, the 10 goes. If he doesn't go, that's when I think that it's, it's going to set up a lot more favorable for Malloy. Um, because I think the others are going to kind of back off a little bit um, because they're, it just seems like in this race, they're going to, they're going to key off the 10, you know, pretty much everybody. <laughs> um, so it's an interesting race for sure. I, I, I don't like the 10 either. Um, I, I think it's just a, a terrible post. And I, mean, I think the 10 th- is going to be like nine to five. Yeah, that's, that's the thing. And that's why I don't, I don't really I, like. I think American West will take a lot of money. Too. Yeah. Uh, the, you know, the, it's just it's just odd to me that, that another woman wore blinkers first time out, didn't wear blinkers. And yeah, and didn't show as much speed with the with the blinkers on. on. The right, blinkers yeah. on didn't didn't really crank her up a little. You know, no, it, it's 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 just unusual to see that many blinker changes for a horse that's that's run successfully. Um, but I, I mean, who knows? She'll probably win by ten. But uh, <laughs> I, I just thought it was kind of odd, and 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 I just can see her getting hung out wide, and and uh, I mean. American West, to me, um, you know, uh, she was a horse that, uh, that you know, I, I just think that, that she's, um, I don't know, we'll see, we'll find out. I, I just would like to, I'd play her before I'd play the other filly, and and, I, and, and it's not just the price, you know, the, the price is... is uh, it just screams matter. like the 10 is destined to finish second in this race, no matter what. That... <laughs> I think that's the best way to put it. <laughs> exactly. Um, all right, moving on to the fifth race. Uh, the fifth race, I, I really have a really hard time with. Um, George, yeah, I like this one. George Weaver hates me because I bet on uh, Ever Dangerous the last two times. I didn't bet on him when he was 75 to 1 when he won at Keeneland, but I have bet on him the last two times, and then he got, he got outrun the first time by. Uh, um, Flying Scotsman who turned into Manila that day and went wild, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, that that was like that was when speed won everything that day at Gulfstream and uh, on the turf. And no one, I mean, Flying Scotsman really hadn't even shown speed. It, it was kind of a bizarre race. Um, but then he came back and he ran good in the uh, in the Appleton. I mean, same kind of thing, just kind of chased, made made a move, and then kind of flattened out a little bit. You know, drops back into allowance company here, but this is a pretty tough race. Yeah, I, I took a second look at Ever Dangerous because I'm I'm with you. I, I think I bet that horse the last three times, cashed once back in November, and then um, I, I thought she was really, or I thought he was really, really primed to win that first time off the bench in February, and kind of ran ran his race, but like you said, ran into a buzzsaw that day, a horse that just came out of nowhere <laughs> and ran them off their feet. So that, that was the race that Chad Brown two horse. It was like the two year old um, 
I think he oh. won Breeders' what? Cup. Two years yes, old. that was. Uh, he hadn't run in like a year and you know, almost two years. And Structor. Right, Structor. right. Yeah, Structor. Right, exactly. Structor. And, and, and it, I mean, I was really, really against Structor in that race. I said, listen, you know, this is a whole different ball of wax. And, and you know, whatever happened to him caused him to have that much time off is, is not a, a good thing. And, and yeah, the guy is very, very good at bringing horses back off layoffs. But you're asking this horse to run a, a massive new lifetime top in a first race in two years. And uh, especially on a track that Gulfstream that doesn't really suit, you know, closers. So, yeah, that was just an odd race. But then, then you know, his next race, I was a little, I mean, I, I admit it, I was a little disappointed. I, I thought maybe he would move forward from that race, and he kind of just ran the same race again. Yeah, um, you know, but there, there's some, there's some, <laughs> there's some, uh, you know, like studs in here. There are. Uh, you know, like, for example, um, Temple <laughs> is a horse that I could never play on any day of the week ever. But the horse continually gets bet. And I just don't understand why. And he doesn't really fit here either. But I'm sure because of connections and so on, he's going to be lower than his morning line. And I hope so. You know, that's that's what I want. Um, then you have a horse like Spooky Channel who's kind of in and out. I, I mean, he shows up sometimes. Sometimes he doesn't. Um, he's not reliable, not as, as a four to one choice. Um, there's options here. And, and, you know, I think this race has a little bit of chaos factor to it, to the point where there's, there's a horse like, uh, a tone who kind of is pretty consistent that could step up and, and just fall into the right trip here with, with Flavian and, and, and be at the right place at the right time. So I'm not going to take any, any chalk here at all. Like Ramsey's solution is just not a horse that I can play. He might beat me, but I'm I'm okay with that. Um, you know the the horse Segoy seems like he's kind of stuck. Um, not really sure what he's going to do with Ramsey's solution in this race. He he doesn't look that bad, but just another horse that I can't bet. So you know horses like you know fighting CB, who's kind of on the upswing and maybe a tone, but I, I can't take any of the chalk there. The one thing about this race is it does seem like we're going to get a fair pace in there. Uh, sometimes these, you, you hate to call a mile and a distance on the turf, but, you know, in these distance turf races, you sometimes get these dawdling paces. But th this race looks like uh, with Big Dreamer in there off the layoff, with uh, Ramsey Solution, with uh, Ever Dangerous, won't be too far away. Um, Segoya, of course, has, has, you know, been running on the lead. So, uh, you know, from post two, Joe Rocco will probably have that one, you know, prominent. So there should be a decent enough pace. Um, but like you said, I, I have a hard time with this race. And... Yeah, they, I mean, if I if I were to to give any advice, I'd be like, definitely don't take the favorite there. <laughs> no. Anybody but them. No, you know, it is interesting though. There, there, there's three horses in here who are good horses. Um, yeah, we're in, we're in for the tag. Uh, Segoy was five for nine last year. He's in for the tag. Ramsey Solution was uh, four for seven last year. He's five for nine lifetime. He's in for the tag. And uh, um, Spooky Channel's in for the tag as well. Yeah, I thought so, that was kind of strange. but Yeah, I mean, they just don't have conditions because they won so much. Um, 
it's it's you know poker it's it's high stakes poker when you're dealing with claiming at that level certainly but uh i wouldn't be surprised to see see one of them get claimed to be honest with you yeah, that would be interesting. I'm going to keep an eye on that for sure. I don't think anyone's going to hit the pick five and have enough money to claim. Anything. No, not not with uh, Australasia in this sequence. Yeah. Um, the Ali Sheba was an interesting race. And I, did you do this race on? Um, yes, with Gino, Gino with B. Gino the sick. Laker Lakers King. Lake, Laker, Laker Gino. Um, <laughs> you know, when I first saw the overnight, the first thought was, Shit, man, this is going to be a walkover for Maxfield. Right. I started looking <laughs> at the race, and I was like, this is like the most paceless race. <laughs> I mean, it's just odd that, this, that we've seen this happen quite a few times this year where there's just no pace in, 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 a, in a race like, you know, in a stake where you just can't imagine that there's no speed, in, and there's literally no speed in here. Zero. I mean, Roadster, it might wind up on the lead, and that's a maybe. And and like he kind of fell on the lead last time. I mean, you know, he just just you know he was on the inside, and you know Johnny took the he took the lead because no one else wanted it. I mean, he was off a, a year layoff, um, and, and ran okay and got tired late a little bit. Um, you know, was transferred yeah. back to Baffert. You know, he shipped from the fairgrounds out to California, and he he worked four times. And ship back here. Um, I just don't know where else the speed might come from. Um, well, that's the thing. It, you know, I like the way that Rispoli rides. He's very heady. He, he definitely reads the PPs uh, from every angle. You can tell just by the way he rides. He's not, I, I mean, I, I wouldn't be so, so much confidence with him on the dirt as I would be on the turf, but I think he's going to ride heads up here and, and get his horse on the lead. Um, because all the rest of them, I mean, Maxfield is a notorious slow breaker. Um, and, and it, I think it's going to catch up to him. Um, again, Roadster coming off, you know, a layoff like that um, and running pretty decently in the new Orleans. You, you got to think that, um, you know, shipping in like this, he's going to have some upside. But it's just one of those weird kind of races where, you know, on paper, you know, at first glance, it looks like, oh, shit, Maxfield. I mean, he, he should just run laps around these horses. But then you look a little deeper. I like Visitant on the inside only because he's doing he's just mixing it up a little bit. And I think he, he has the capability to get to the lead and, and kind of back him up. And if he can do that, then, you know, I'll, I'll take eight to one all day, even though I, I think he's probably going to be lower than that, probably more like five, six to one, maybe even four to one, um, because I think he's just a, a lot better horse than Sonneman, even if he is switching surfaces. Um, so we'll I, see. I, I don't but know. I, I think a... you might get a better price than that. I, I think Maxfield is going to get buried. I think they're going to bury him. He's like one to two buried? Like, like, like three to five, four to five. Okay. Because I just don't think that there's that many options here. And I think people are going to look at it and they're going to see that, you know, he kind of was undefeated uh, going into the last race. He didn't run bad out there. Um, no. And, you know, he, he's more of a, a name type of horse. Um, and honestly, if, if, if Baffert wasn't training Roadster, because he'll take some money because he's been transferred back to Baffert. 
you know, he might even be a little bit lower, but um, I, I just, I don't know. I, I just think that um, I can't say that I like anybody in here. <laughs> I also don't think that wrote that uh, Maxfield is, is the cinch that I thought he was going to be. I'm willing to gamble on Visitant only because, you know, there's a possibility that he won't do the, the, the turf horse on, <laughs> on the dirt thing where they kind of run well for a little while and then kind of fade. Yeah. He could keep going. I, I mean, you know, again, I'm not so fond of the inside post. It, it could be an advantage. We'll see. But um, I'm, I'm willing to take a chance with a horse like that in a, in a race where, you know, if, if Maxfield just runs by everybody, it wouldn't surprise me. And I wouldn't be, you know, my feelings wouldn't be hurt if I didn't have any anything. Honestly, it wouldn't be surprising to me if I read Sense Roadster to the lead. I, I wouldn't be surprised at all. Um, that doesn't mean I really like him, but <laughs> um, the, f- the the next race, the um, the Edgewood, uh, the three-year-old Philly races this year, Gulfstream. All the Philly races seem like they were won on the lead with. By, by that Con Lima won a couple of them. Then they, they moved her to the dirt to try to dirt, which didn't work out so good. Um, but, um, you know, this is another case where, where I, I really like that Philly, Philly of Brian Lynch's. She worked tremendously down in South Florida before she made her debut in the U.S. in, uh, in Keeneland. But that was a race where Todd Pletcher's horse got to the lead, uh, his filly got to the lead, and she just, like, crawled around there. Yeah. And, was... and Giftless was just put at a huge disadvantage having to chase, chase, chase uh, the whole way around. And, and she still made a nice run. Um, but, um, you know, Jouster just, I mean, she went almost 50 to the half going a mile at Keeneland, which is, you know, crazy. Um, but, like, Aunt Pearl just has this huge has the same huge pace advantage in this race um, and that there doesn't look like there's anybody that, that's going to be able to challenge her. Uh, I'm, I'm sure that Irad won't, won't gun, uh, you know, Cherie's horse on the rail. I mean, she, she did have the lead and kind of alternated for the lead at the fairgrounds, but they went real slow as well. So um, it's not like she's a need to lead type of horse. And I, I don't think he's just going to go out there and, and, and uh, you know, try to run, run Miss Aunt Pearl down. So, I mean, it kind of, it, it, it kind of sucks because I, I mean, I've seen years, the Edgewood was a overflow field. Um, and this year it, it just looks like that uh, uh, Aunt Pearl scared everybody off. Yeah. Rightfully so. Um, she's, she's just faster than, than the rest of these horses. And, you know, the thing about Giftless, who I do like, and I bet that day uh, she got beat by Jouster. Um, I, I don't think this is the time. It's the next race. Yeah. Because, uh, you know, the, the, the dynamics just work against her here. Unless somebody wants to just absolutely go breakneck speed with, with Aunt Pearl. And even that might not even help. <laughs> um, you know, so, so Giftless is actually a horse that I don't want to put on the ticket at all. In any verticals. Um, so... You know, I'm going to look elsewhere for somebody behind um, Aunt Pearl. Uh, 
you know, it, it could be anybody. Like the the five line dancing could just kind of plot along and, and pass tired horses and finish second by accident here. So it, it's kind of up for grabs after that if you don't like giftless. I mean, but it's it's certainly possible that giftless runs, you know, second behind Ant Pearl. Completing um, a $4.60. Exactly. Right, yeah. So I'm just trying to get a little creative because I, I, you know, I think Giftless just needs a better spot where there's there's some more speed or something that that'll that'll you know a, a target worth going at you know with, with more than one horse. I think she's just going to be in 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 tough with it, um, trying to run down Ann Pearl. That's a tough task. Yeah, I think I'm going to probably just go to lunch at that point. Um... <laughs> <laughs> onion rings. <laughs> no, I gotta stop with the onion rings. <laughs> I'm starting to look like an Brussels onion sprouts. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> and I'm hungry too. Um, the La Trienne, Grade One, Mile and a Sixteenth. Really interesting race. It, it's this is. Um, I know the big uh, headlines went to the race at Oaklawn, the Apple Blossom with uh, Latrushka upsetting Monomoy Girl and, and uh, Swiss Skydiver. But there's some really good horses in here. There's some fillies in here that are just a tad bit below those those horses. Um, you know, you have She's a Dared that She Dares the Devil, you know, who won the Kentucky Oaks, uh, came back first start of the year, won the Azari at, um, at Oaklawn, you know, beating Latrushka. Um <coughs> She obviously is kind of the headliner, though you have a filly in, in Paris Lights, who's a, a you know a four-year-old filly that's four for five lifetime that got beat first time out in a in a sloppy track race at Belmont. Uh, she's won the she's a great one winner um, with a race under her belt, though her her numbers are a little bit slower than than um, than the other fillies. Uh, you know, you, you have uh, from the rail. Uh, all right, Chuck. And Valtante, <laughs> and Votante. Valtante, right. Who was second, or, or excuse, me, uh, excuse me, was fourth in that race. Um, race well was her first race of the, of, of the season as well. And then you have Dunbar Road, who, who's uh, a filly that doesn't run a whole lot. But when she does run, you know, she always runs good. Um, <laughs> you know, I mean... She's she's always right there. The horse that can really um, kind of interesting that, that that kind of stirs the race up a little bit might be Bajan Girl. In that, I don't know what Louis Saez is going to do, um, because she does her best running up close to the pace, and I'm assuming she dares the devil is going to go to the lead. Um, the McPeak source might get the same trip that Swiss Skydiver got, you know, the, the pocket trip, which didn't work out so good for her. Um, but Bajan Girl, you know, she should keep, she's the daredevil, or she dares, I don't know why I keep saying she's the daredevil, she, she dares the devil. <laughs> at least honest, pace-wise. Uh, Paris Lights is always up on the pace as well. Now, she comes out of Aqueduct, where the, the, you know, the track was just ludicrous and slow and deep. Um, and a lot of horses haven't run that great out of coming off of that. But um, she's another filly. She's not going to want to be too far behind. 
And Mike McCarthy's uh, Philly from California, uh, Sainis, she's uh, she's kind of a a, a, a you know close up uh, early pace stalker. So she's probably not going to be a whole you know too far out of the race. I mean, does this just set up for Dunbar Road? You would think. I, I, I hear a lot of chatter on Twitter about that horse being like the lock of the day. And I hope people bet that way because I don't really like that horse all that much. I, I There's only one horse that, that I like here. Um, and it's not She Dares the Devil. And it's not Dunbar Road, of course. It's Finite. I think, it, you know, Finite has enough class and loves the track there to be in the right spot at the right time. And, you know, and, and this is provided that somebody, anybody, and I hope it's Bayesian girl to a certain extent, puts pressure on the two. She dares the devil. If she gets pressured, I think somebody's going to run her down. And, and it was uh, between the one and the seven, um, just giving the, the back class on, on finite, I think that horse can run them down. Although I, I don't, I'm not really fond of her going that this far. If this was seven furlongs, it'd be perfect, but she can win, you know, going, going this far as she has in the past. She likes the track there. I like her first off the bench in this spot. Well, you know what? It's, it's funny because I kind of overlooked her. And, and I mean, she's a Philly that's nine for 13 first or second in lifetime. <laughs> some versatility. I mean, she, she was willing to pass horses. She's, she was on the lead last time in the by Um It was a really, really sloppy track and a really, really slow. Well, yeah, and they also had to kind of change tactics to try to beat a monster. <laughs> right. But, um, yeah, I mean, she's – Dunbar Road, every once in a while, like, she didn't show Freaks. up last year in the building, right? Like, and then she ran great in the Breeders' Cup uh, distaff. She got in all kinds of trouble and, and, and was, was making a, you know, a pretty strong run. Um, but like she didn't show up in the Bell Dame for whatever reason. I, I mean, she was third, but she was third because there was only four horses in there. Um, <laughs> so, and that was a race, you know, that, that, that had a lot of pace. Um, you know, they were ridiculously fast early, and and they came home really slow. And and for whatever reason, she didn't run that day. And I don't know, may, maybe I'm, I'm making too much of that, but um, yeah, it's, I, I think this could be a race where something happens that doesn't. You know, you look back after the race and say, well, you know, that horse I bet at low odds, she really really wasn't a great play. Well, you know, I kind of looked at that that bell dame and I was like, well, given this race, if horologist was in this race, what price would that horse be? You know, and and she kind of handled Dunbar Road pretty easily that day. Um, and like you said, it's just like, you know, that horse doesn't get out of the barn much, but when she does, she, she runs and it's hard. You know, I, I can see how people could be attracted to a horse like that. Um, but it, it's tough to take at, at a short price. You know, she's probably going to be eight to five, nine to five, you know, just co-favorite with, with she dares the devil. And I, I just think there's a little bit more opportunity. Um, something could go amiss where, you know, She Dares the Devil doesn't get the best trip and then Dunbar Road won't get the best trip because she's pretty much going to stalk here. Mm-hmm. 
Right. Um, so th- th- there's something that, that, that could happen in my estimation. If not, I'm not, I'm not butthurt by any means. <laughs> I can let, I can, I can uh, let favors beat me all day. I'm okay with that. Now I can tell you one thing for sure about the ninth race. That's the eight bell stakes seven <laughs> for three Oh Phillies. I, I can tell you one thing for sure. I do not like Cantata. Other than that, you can kind of make a case for almost everyone else. And I know who I like. And it's I mean Dave Office is a Philly that, that was gonna be the, the two year old Philly champion if she won the Breeders' Cup juvenile Philly is and then <laughs> she had held on, but she got you know, Vequist got her up the inside, um, which was my only actually ticket I cashed that that day. <laughs> so but you know, she kind of had a little bit of a delayed um, return to the races, and this is a tough spot to come back. I mean, you have a big field, you have a lot of fillies that that, that have have speed, um, and you know, seven ace is always a, a, a tough distance because you got to run the whole way. Um, like to me, and and I guess probably every other guy in the world is probably out there thinking yes. You got a tosser. You can't use her. Um, kind of an interesting choice of, of, of jockeys as well. Um, and, and, and Corrales is a good rider uh, on, the, <laughs> on the B-level tracks. It just is uh, just an interesting choice um, for this spot. Yeah, you're right about that. But I, I saw a bunch of horses that have a chance here. This isn't that simple. Um, the horse... The horse that I, I really kind of keyed in on was the horse that I bet the two times uh, she's run is Slumber Party. The first time I keyed her in, in the – she was a single in my pick four that I won that day. And she won, you know, kind of going away at Gulfstream. Came back last time and really, really got a lesson <laughs> in, in, in horse racing. Um, she didn't break all that well, like she did the first time and kind of had to, to, to navigate or, or kind of will her way through, through the field a little bit, um, to kind of grab second late. Wasn't her best, you know, you could tell that she didn't run her best race. And I think this is, this, that was a nice springboard into this one. Um, considering the field, I, I, I think she learned how to kind of sit off of horses a little bit last time. So she doesn't outright need to lead. And it was, it was kind of strange that I rad ended up here instead of Rosario. Um, Well, Rosario is going to ride for Baffert. Right. And it was like, that's a given, you know, he's going to ride for Baffert and, you know, Kelly Breen's Um, a good trainer and and all, but, but Rosario is not that interested in Monmouth. So, and even the outside horse, I had to take a real long look at Caramel Swirl. Yeah, she looked like she was going to be one of those hanging type horses. Mont runs her on the turf. <clears throat> she has no excuse. And, and I think that was a day that we handicapped, right? I um, believe so, yes. Yeah. And, and she really didn't have a whole lot of excuse that day. And, and, and he brings her back to Keeneland. He drops her back to 7A's. He puts her back in the dirt. And she just, like, annihilates a field. Yeah, and and I like that. I mean, I mean, it's clear that she learned something. I mean, she was on the outside like she's going to be. 
tomorrow. And, you know, it's another one of those trip horses. I, I hit a horse like that last year um, in Rushy that kind of looked a little similar to this. Not, not exactly the same, but um, in the sense that Rushy, the trip Rushy got was exactly what it looked like on paper. Mm-hmm. And I think Caramel Swirl is going to get that kind of trip, whether she can, you know, she can finish it off is another story. Um, but I do like the price. 12 to 1 sounds real nice. No, you, ra- you, you look at the race, the horse underneath her, right? Abrogate. Fast. Three for three on a fast track. Well, mm-hmm. two for two on a fast track. She won on the mud. She finished third in, 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 uh, in the slop. You know, you look at the horse inside of her, and it's, it's like I said, it's a horse who was uh, probably a, a length and a half away from being two-year-old champion last year. Uh, you look at Little Tootsie uh, on the cutback. The horse is, you know, they took a shot in the fairground oaks last time. It didn't go out, go so well. But, I mean, the horse has shown some some talent. She's got two wins. Uh, Calypso, another, the Baffert horse on, on the, the cutback. Um, she's right, a horse that's speed going long. And, and uh, you know, she's she's cutting back. She, she was beat last time at three to five. But this race you would think that she's probably going to lay a little bit off of some of the speed because there's going to be so much speed in here. Uh, the horse underneath her, the, the other Bill Moth horse, Obligatory, who, who actually made up some ground in the, uh, in the Fairground Oaks. That horse is, is a curl in Philly, but, um, you know, she's shown a, a propensity to be able to close ground, and there's going to be a tremendous amount of pace here, and mine has been, like, on fire. Uh, you know, Slumber Party just talked about windmill, um, I mean, Windmill's done nothing wrong. Windmill won easy first time out, comes, comes back, wins the Dixie Bell. Uh, easy. Um, not easy, but, you know, comfortably in the mud and comes back in the last race and, and, and mixes it up and, and gets beat by Abrogate. But, but again, ran a good race. Um, a fork, Barney Flint's horse. The horse has won by 15 his last two starts combined. Um, Speed. You know, another another horse, super, uh, super sensational, who they tried to get on the Kentucky Oaks Trail, who, um, again, you know, last time out in the Fairground Oaks, went to the lead and, and just kind of, uh, you know, gave it up late. The, I mean, she was running against Travel Column and uh, Clarier, who, who were both running in the, uh, uh, the, the Oaks as, as, you know, short prices. Um, that's the one that kind of scares me in this whole know, thing. Make mischief. I'm not crazy about cutting back the New York bred Philly uh, from the rail, though she's another horse that's shown an ability to, to, to close ground a little bit to pass horses. And, um, you know, can't, can't, uh, can't Tata just, just looks a little bit over her head. But Hurdle. I mean, this is a crazy race. Yeah. I, I think super sensational, sensational is the horse that kind of scares me a little bit. Um, because I, I, I think that horse is going to want to rate. They're going to try to rate that horse in behind horses and, and could get a, an ideal trip, too, um, just from an inside post. Yeah. She um, was the horse that got a terrible trip on the Rachel. Yes. Um, yes. Horrible. Yes. Uh, that was that was a notably bad trip. But uh, that's a crazy race. And I'll be honest, if you, if you if, if someone listen, you have a real strong opinion on that, let me know, because. I mean, hell, I, it's it's. I I know we're not supposed to use alls, but shit. If know. there's any time, this is the. Time. You could use almost all. Yeah. Um, the tenth race is fire. It's fire. Oh man. boy, we've been waiting for that one. 
Fire finally going to step up and run against the big boys um, or, or what's left of the big boys here. Um, this isn't the strongest field for this race. Um, there's some of the big names are, are not here, um, but this is a good race. And, and you have Diamond Oops, who's going back to the turf uh, after winning this race last year. Uh, kind of on a perfect trip up the rail with Florence Rowe um, at four to one that, that he carried my money that day. So, you know, hurt my feelings, came back, you know, ran into Phoenix um, on the dirt and, and, and won that race uh, and tried the Breeders' Cup sprint and didn't have much luck. Came back earlier this year in the Mr. Prospector last at the end of last year and got smoked by Sleepy Eyes Todd and the, uh, the Mr. Prospector. But um, I mean, he's not going to get that rail trip probably, but. Uh, he's got to be a player here, right? Absolutely. You know, um, unfortunately, he's going to run into a buzzsaw <laughs> in fire. This this field isn't that great. Um, but it that that was pretty much my cold exacta here. <laughs> fire and diamond oops and, and then everybody else. Um, hopefully I'm right. I, I, I don't really particularly like fast boat. I think he's going to get over bet, but crazier things have happened yeah and somebody is definitely a bet against here just a complete toss out for me for everybody's favorite trainer to hate peter miller <laughs> um, fight you he might fight you he won't fight me um carol tari can carol tari sneak into this number nope not fast enough. Only because if if Caratori drew a little more inside, I'd say has a good shot um, to run up second. But it's like, what do, you, what do you do with that horse from here? I mean, Julian does work out trips quite often in such situations, but I, I have a hard time thinking that that uh, that horse can can kind of mess with fire here. I mean, if you looked at that Canterbury race, it was unbelievably smooth. Like it was like yeah. a a canter. It, it was it was like a five A's work in fifty five. It really was. It, it was unbelievable. I've never seen anything like that. Um, Honestly, hopefully, like the horses <laughs> just destroyed the fields, and I know they haven't been great fields, but uh, you just don't see turf sprinters destroy fields like that very often. Yeah, that was just way too easy. Going five eighths, it's, it's hard to get too far out ahead, but uh, but hopefully, uh, hopefully, fire shows and uh, if we get four to one, dude, no, wait, that's never gonna. Happen. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm thinking, I'm, I'm thinking nine to five, two to one. You know, I, it's hard when the horses have all ones next to them. <laughs> it's, it's pretty hard to to uh, to get too much of a price, you know. Of course, yeah. you probably get more of a price than it was the last two starts when it was one to nine or and one to two. But, but Faya, Faya is leading off into the Kentucky Oaks. Um, I have a couple opinions in this race. I'd like to hear what you have to think. What you think about this this field? It's it's really strange. Um, it, it seems now on paper that every horse has the same running style. <laughs> Exactly. It's crazy. <laughs> it's like, who the hell is going to go to the lead? Malfat well, really doesn't want to. It was going to be um, Ava's Grace. Uh, was. But Ava's Grace is scratched. So um, that that all of a sudden, like like you said, leaves the field 
without a real pace setter. It's it's a, like you said. I, I was looking at the race. And I was like, everybody wants us to sit like third on the outside. <laughs> Absolutely, it's insane. Um, this is a this is a very very tough race. It's not as simple as Malapet, even though at first glance you would kind of think so. Um, I do like uh, her versatility. But man, that's a tough trip from the 10 hole. Same thing with search results. They they really have to be head and shoulders above everybody, which I don't think they're that far ahead to just dust this field and leave everybody else behind. Um, and, you know, the strategy game comes into play. I mean, you could have a horse like Castle Champagne, who is, is definitely on the improve, be in the right spot just because. You know, not not for any other reason than, oh, wow, I just found myself right here and it's go time. Um, you know, a horse like Crazy Beautiful, I think, is at a real big disadvantage um, because she's just so slow early. Yeah, I, I didn't think that the the Florida preps were really strong this year. No, they weren't. I thought they were, thought they were, they were soft. They were soft enough that, that Con Lima, I think, went off favorite in that last race at Gulfstream Park Oaks. And she hadn't even been racing on the dirt. She'd been running on the turf. Um, there's a couple of horses here I don't like at all. I don't like the two Marja Kuja. Um, I'm, I, I don't like Crazy Beautiful. I really am not, uh, I'm not, you know, I, I'm not going to use the three either. Yeah, Claire. Uh, I I just think that she's gonna have trouble with you know the exact scenario that you just talked about. Um, Moraz really, uh, there, there's literally no West Coast fillies except for her. The came uh, Suse, which is a Richard Mandela filly, just thought she she just didn't have enough seasoning, I guess. And um, but that was a, a, a ridiculously slow pace, and um, you know her, her race before that was pretty good, but. But um, I just don't, you know, I just, I'm, I'm just not a, a, a big fan of hers in the spot. I don't really like Coach in this spot at all. No. Um, uh, competitive speed, I don't, I don't really like at all. The, the bottom horse, Millie Fuley, Fuley. <laughs> <laughs> well, the Belmont horse with Rosario on it. Uh, I mean, that horse is, is kind of slow. She hasn't really run great numbers and. She has a post-14, and, and again, a style. She doesn't have enough speed to get herself in a good position. I mean, she's probably going to be laying, like, ninth just because she doesn't have a lot of speed and she's got the outside post. Um, I, I don't, uh, you know, like, search result has done nothing wrong. Obviously, she's undefeated. I don't like the fact she ran an aqueduct twice over the dead track. Um, I, I think her race in the busher against Miss Brazil, who's a really, really good horse, was uh, – a real tip off that she was a, a really good filly, but that was around one turn. Now she won the race at, in the gazelle, the, the two turn gazelle, and she went a tick faster than the wood did that day. But when you go back and you look at the field, man, there wasn't a whole lot in there. Um, you, you saw the, the runner up made it here, but no one else even took a, took a shot. And I just wonder about, uh, I mean, I wonder if I read's not going to go to the lead with her. I would say probably. I mean, on paper, that horse is slightly faster than everyone else. I mean, you know, the fractions look slow because it's aqueduct, but 
I mean, you, you literally have to take like three seconds off. Right. And that's, that's my issue here. I mean, that, that's where the gamble is pretty much is if you think that that form is going to translate from aqueduct to Churchill tomorrow, then search, search results is your horse. If not, that could, I mean, that could really go wrong <laughs> fast. I mean, you know, a lot of the, the speed figure people are saying that, you know, nobody's been able to duplicate anything away from Aqueduct. Right. And, and that's, that's, just, that's my concern. Crap. You know, that was one of the things we had talked about on this podcast, uh, you know, a couple of times during the year, is that it's, it's, it's almost painful to watch races because the horses look like they struggle so much. Like quicksand. Yeah. And the times, like, it's just hard to get a grip on races where they're going so slow. Um it well, horses haven't that, been know, winning Doug out of there. Doug, Doug was on Tuesday, and he was talking about the wood, and he said, he goes, you know, the fascinating thing about that race was they went 50 to the half, and he goes, it was like a pace meltdown race, right. you know? Like, <laughs> he goes, has, has there ever been a, a, a derby prep where they went 50 to the half, and it was it was like they went 46? And it's like, yeah, right. And, and that's the thing. And, and I think search results is a good horse. I just don't like know if I like her in this spot, especially right. – like drawing outside is, is if he doesn't send her to the lead, like he could be five wide in the first turn. Um, you know, the, just t- I just think there's a couple of really interesting horses in here that are worth uh, a shot. Now, Malafat has done nothing wrong. Obviously, she's undefeated. Uh, she was supposed to run in the Gulfstream Park Oaks. And right, yes. Uh, her owner, of course, uh, Sheikh Hamdan died, and I guess there was like a, a stand down, so they weren't, you know, they, they weren't allowed to run any horses. So, you know, they, they had had her nominated to the Ashland, which which made a lot of sense to, you know, to just uh, pivot to there. And, and she ran really well. Um, you know, it was, it was the first time she really had to, to, to make up ground. I mean, she made up ground in the Demoiselle in the slop, and she was one to two, and she was life and death to win that day. I mean, it, and it looked like it took her forever to get on track. And it was just a grind uh, in the slop. But the Ashland was, to me, an impressive race by her because she came over the top and she did what she's supposed to do. She ran down Malathat, uh, excuse me, past the Champagne. And it, and it kind of reminded me a little bit of the Bluegrass. And it wasn't exactly the same scenario, but uh, the the the. You know, the, the horse, the, the favorite kind of wears down the horse uh, who, who winds up. Uh, I mean, past the champagne wasn't on the lead, but uh, you know, she was sitting right behind the lead. Um, and I have no, you know, like I said, I, I mean, I that it's hard to, it's not that there's really anything to say, well, I'm not going to use her because of this or because of that. Other than the price, but, you know, you look at travel column and, you know, she was close to the lead last time in the Fairground Oaks, and, and maybe they go to the front. Um, and my, well, the thing you know, the thing about Travel Column that that really kind of puts a, a damper on my liking of that horse is the first in the Rachel Alexandra how she got beat. Yeah, I mean, she should have won that race. She didn't have any excuse out there. No excuse. And then she came back and kind of ran good in the fairgrounds Oaks, but I didn't really think that was a, a, a strong race, um, particularly. So, 
you know, I, I just don't think she's a whole lot better than a couple horses I'm about to mention. Correct. That that are bigger prices. Right. Uh, I like Pauline's Pearl. I, I like the way she ran their last couple starts. She's getting better. Every race, she gets a little bit better, a little bit better, a little bit better. Um, Not impossible. I, I took a and, long and she's look gonna at that. Save ground. And, I mean, she's going to be on the inside. Um, and I think it matters in, in, in a race like this when you have so many Phillies that are going to wind up stacked up wide because that's the way they want to race. Um, another Philly I, I looked at really, really close here uh, is Pass the Champagne. Yep. And I, I'm a little worried that Pass the Champagne's price isn't going to be what, what I think it, it should be. Um, but when you look at her, her races, she, she ran first time out against uh, Slumber Party. She broke slow. She kind of made a sweeping move. Um you know, like she was kind of all over the track and she didn't give in, you know, like she, she, she grinded it out. And obviously it, uh, <clears throat> you know, she changed hands afterwards. She, she was sold and she was moved to Weaver's barn and he ran her back in the, uh, uh, the same race a month later. And she, she won really nicely. Um, Philly, she beat another woman came back. She won. And, and I think she's a, a sappy Joseph. Uh, but I think that, that she's, she's a pretty good horse as well. She came back in the Ashton, all right? So it's first time two turns, first time stakes company. She gets, uh, she kind of brushes the gate coming out of there. And she winds up in behind horses in a, in a spot that she'd never been in. And honestly, she was pulling Castellano pretty good down the backside. And when the leaders kind of started to, you know, wilt a little bit, she moved out, got to the lead, Opened up, it looked like she was she was going to win, and I think she just got a little tired towards the end. Um, I, I think she'll really, really benefit from that, and and I like the fact that she's inside. Um, yeah, that that's a big attractor here. Um, but I I think you you have the right idea with the one horse, um, kind of stacking them up outside of her. And you know what's funny is is another horse that, you know, you probably don't like. But it just seems like this horse is probably going to fire a big shot. Is that outside horse Mill of Fuel? Um, I, I just don't know. Like I don't know what that horse wants to do. I don't either. But I've seen horses like this run big in a spot like this from an impossible position just because they're doing well. I had one other mm. bomber in this race. Yeah. <laughs> Competitive speed. <laughs> this is the type of race Dallas Stewart wins. That's true. And Dallas Stewart suddenly is is winning. I mean, he's he's batting twenty three percent this year, which, I mean, Dallas is is usually at a by nine, ten, eleven percent. So he, he's having a good year, and this filly is pretty good. And and, and she's not like uh, she she's got some plenty of two turn experience. She'll pass horses. Um, she's been on the inside uh, once. Uh, she did okay. Um, but she ran deceptively good. I mean, she didn't get close to the leaders. But you know how Keelan sometimes the, the field just kind of spread out. Spreads, and, yeah. <laughs> and, and that seemed like it happened to her. And she made a little run. She was kind of wide both turns. And, and, and then it looked like, you know, she just kind of got outrun at the last, last part of it. But, um, you know, like I, I could see her clunking up and, and getting a piece. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you know. My instincts really tell me Malthat is probably the horse to beat here. 
but man, I, you know, I can't fault anybody for, for trying pretty much any of these horses, except for like maybe three. Yeah. Um, you know, you make a good case for Pauline's Pearl. I think, uh, you know, Millifuel has, has a pretty decent shot. Um, you know, I really like that bullet on April 24th at Churchill. Um, you know, you kind of have to depend on Rosario to find a way, but he's done worse with worse. <laughs> you know what I mean? So I, I could I could see how somebody could take a gamble on the on the fourteen. What Not- about, um, yeah, I think it's I think it's a it's a, it's a really it's a competitive race. I don't think it's a great. Uh, I, I don't know that the, the, the three-year-old fillies this year are like spectacular horses and you know Hall of Fame type horses or anything like that, but there's a lot of good ones. You know, mm. a of, there's a lot of ones that are pretty good. It looks like it's setting up to be a really good summer uh, into the fall when, when these horses keep developing. And uh, you know, like I just don't think there's a big difference between um, you know horse number one in this race and horse number eight. You know, like the yeah. first eight or nine or even ten. There just doesn't look like there's a, a whole lot of you know difference between them, and, and, and I was saying that, that Miss Brazil, um, you know, the, she's a New York horse, but she's she's been she's real she's a good horse too. So there's a lot of good fillies, and uh, like I said, they might be like historically not like great, but there, there's it should be a good year. Yeah, I mean, there's there's a lot of opportunity there. I, I think that's a really good betting race, to be honest. All right, what about the race after the Derby? Get out specials. <laughs> Gotta love the get out special. I don't know. I, I had a really hard time with that race because, you know, I want to like Abby Hatcher, <laughs> the six, but I've seen that story too many times, <laughs> you know, where a horse comes from Tampa, looks great, gets on the turf, and absolutely does not run a step. Um, you know, and, and then you got the people that will just resign the fact that more than usual looks best on paper <laughs> and just play that horse and crush him and, and the horse won't run. Um, so there's some opportunity there. I, I thought, you know, like I said, Abby Hatcher kind of caught my eye, but I, I don't want to fall into that trap. Um, so, you know, I kind of lean towards minted. The only thing I got to say about this race is I'm taking a shot with a bizarre horse. Okay. I like that. Al Nassim. I don't know who Edward Vaughn is, but this horse ran pretty good numbers in, in Europe and um, gets laces. Um, That's always a key. Yeah. And he's the owner. Horse running on, on Saturday who really intrigues me about the laces issue. Um, but that's that's who I, that's why I looked, looked in there and and I, to me the last race was um, I, I don't know I'll probably be sleeping about that by that race but it, it looks like there's like seven or eight or nine horses that might all be good enough. Yeah, I like the two. He's kind of chalky, but we'll see. He might he might uh, anchor my my late pick four pick five ish stuff. Yeah, it was it was it was you know by that time I might be you know I might be dead so. Um, I like the horse 
Saturday in the first race. See, I like somebody in the second race. Well, when maybe we can hook this up. <laughs> yeah, get that daily double going, baby. Early. Um, of course, I, I don't. I, I'm looking at the PPs, and I don't have the morning line. So, I mean, I might be like looking at horse that's like eight to five morning line. So, but um, well, I can tell you. I think the the one Santos Dumont just this looks like he just lays over that field. Seven to two. I'll take that. Seven to two, second choice. I will take that. That's who I like, guys. Who do you like in the second race? Second race. Let me flip over the page. Philly. Uh, well, Philly's my my notion in that second race is I don't like either the morning line favorite and the morning line second choice. I do not like either of those horses. They are absolutely tosses for me. I'm not going to bet them. If they beat me, so be it. You're not taking Cadencia again? (laughs) Oh, man, please. Oh, hurt my feelings still. But, yeah, I I mean, come on. That that horse had every chance to win for the last four races. I just can't do it. And that leads me to the horse I do like, which is the eighth, Soma. I think they just kind of ran that horse around the track. And this was this was something that, you know, getting that horse on the turf was something that they really want to do. I fully endorse that because I think that horse is going to run. Well, she comes out of a race. Miss Brazil against was the, the winner of that race. Miss Brazil. Correct. And, and Caramel Swirl. Swirl. Right. So... It wasn't so, exactly like it was a soft race she comes out of. Not that it has much bearing on a turf, but I'm in no, she with some runners. And and I just think that getting her over to the turf is going to make all the difference. I like that horse a lot. And this is kind of a, a I mean, the horses have run. Uh, I mean, Ian Wilkes horse, LS Forte, <clears throat> Ryan okay. Um, Apollo Lobo's horse, Anthropology, has, you know, a couple decent races on the poly. Um the Ginger Queen did show a whole lot. Uh, Surrealist has run okay. Um, you know, Cadencia is Cadencia. Robin's Fantasy is coming back in like uh, two weeks for, I don't know who James Kelly is. But, uh, and Schwartz actually ran pretty good um, at, at Keeneland that day. But, uh, yeah, I can see that. Uh, the third race is... Another maiden special. This is for the boys going a mile in the dirt. Um, what do you think about this spot? I thought uh, the favorite, unfortunately, was a standout cash rocket. What about Alejandro? Alejandro that was the other horse that, that I looked at really long and hard, but that that was the the terrible takedown that they had at the fair. Yes, round. It was on <laughs> one of the big days there, and and it just was like. Yeah, I thought it was uh, Louisiana Derby Day, right? Wasn't it? Yeah, might have been. Yeah, yeah, I think it was. I, I mean, that horse is keeping ex- astounding company compared to the rest of them. Um, so there, there's not like, you know, I, I just thought it was it was chalky. Yeah, the four and the seven looked like standouts. Kind of wouldn't be surprised um, if either one of them won. The fourth race. Uh, I, 
I just like totally threw my hands up. I, it's, uh, <laughs> uh, two other than on the turf going a mile, I, I really just had no feel at all for anything. I, I just don't know. <clears throat> yeah, I've given up on Hey Dakota. Um, it was a horse that I, I kind of liked um, before. I, I believe I bet that day in our last start. Yeah. Or in his last start and just didn't run a step. Um, I, I guess you could forgive that one. Um, but like you, this this was all over the place. Any any one of these horses could win. Um, you know, gear jockey is probably going to take a lot of money. Because right. he's been winning. <laughs> um but you're talking about those horses took forever to win. Yeah, and then started winning after that, right? And, and you know, it's such a tough post. I, I can't fully endorse any horse in, in most tracks in America. Uh going two turns like this from you know from the twelve. It's a real tough post at Churchill, too. Going a mile. You know, so I I wouldn't I wouldn't be surprised if a horse like Invader gets the trip of a lifetime here. Yeah. Yeah, it's a tough race. Um, all right, moving on to the uh, the fifth race. It's uh, A other than for three-year-old Colts going a mile and, and uh, an eighth, um, which is kind of a strange distance for Churchill. Churchill usually runs these two-turn races a mile and 16th. Um, <clears throat> You know, you have Quantum Leap, and um, I'm, going, I'm going to pronounce this wrong, probably. <laughs> Ghazali. Yes. Catching off, uh, you know, facing off again. Um, it was interesting that they, they ran a real in, uh, a real kind of a, um, it, it, was a it was like a, a minor league Jaipur Rai Dan mile and an eighth race at Gulfstream uh, in uh, a maiden special race on, on February 20th, and Quantum Leap got the job done that day at a big price. He, <coughs> he comes back, um, and they had both run against uh, Prevalence the race before and got smoked. But um, you know, he comes back and he runs him in, in the Florida Derby, and he drew inside. He kind of got pushed away from there, and, and then just really didn't didn't uh, didn't show much after that. Goes back on Lasix, gets blinkers on, uh, draws inside. Um, the one and the two don't really look like they're going to have any speed. So uh, maybe, maybe, you know, does he want to keep Ghazali outside of him? Because um, I just, uh, I don't know. Just uh, those two seem to be to be the, the, the horses in that race. Uh, and I know Masquerade is in there, uh, or Masca Parade, who's, who's way on the outside. Uh, again, bad post position. He's the one that got, got moved up on the bad DQ for Alejandro. So <laughs> technically, he should still be a maiden, um, and, but he's run some pretty good times. But I, you know, he's he's just he's kind of out there, and it's a tough post. Uh, to me, it was it was one of those two horses. Yeah, I I think Gazelle is just way better than Quantum Leap. <laughs> I mean, theoretically, he's won twice. If you you know kind of look at it, even though he didn't finish first. Um. I just think he's just much better than, than the competition here. Uh, I don't really like who took the money though. And, and they have him as second choice at three to one quantum. Yeah. Leap, they have it 12 I, to one. It, it think, seemed like the morning line was a little bit off here. 
I think a little bit of that money, the, the price for who took the money is the fact that he flipped in the post parade. And, and you know, like most of the time, they don't run those horses. And when they do run, they almost always run bad. And he was able to win anyways. He might have just won on class alone. Um, but, I mean, there's going to be – it's not going to be a derby like a typical 150,000 people, but there's going to be a lot of people there. And there's a lot of commotion. And whatever got him fired up that day, he's probably <laughs> going to get fired up this day too. So that, that's kind of what I, I – I looked at that as a negative, not a positive. And I think a lot of people probably look at that as a positive. They probably say, oh, man, that horse flipped over and he still won. Well, you know, he did it once. He might do it again. So, um, the distaff turf mile is, is really, to, to me, it's a fascinating race. And there's a couple question marks that I have. You have a lot of speed in here, right? You have Mr. Barter from the rail. Um, you have... Um, Got Stormy, who's you know who's been able to win the five A's. Uh, you have Blowout, Chad Brown's horse, who, who's not a typical Chad Brown horse because this horse always goes to the lead, and his horses generally aren't, aren't that type. And Abscound's got speed, but he, he's she's I'm sure not going to she should be taken on the pace in this race. Um, the question is, got Stormy? I'm trying to beat her in here. I'm I'm not even gonna um, I'm not even gonna try to like. Hold back on that. I'm trying to be. <laughs> um, that's Tara's favorite horse, so she'll probably want to shoot me. But uh oh, what are you gonna do? Uh, I, I I didn't think her, her last race was that great, and and uh, she may not have been cranked up fully for it. But I didn't think her her I mean her Breeders' Cup Turf Sprint um, going five and a half. She ran okay. Um, the race before that, like she <laughs> just got up. And she's six years old. She's had 27 races. And to me, like, I, I think that maybe she's just, uh, I know she got like a four on the, the rags last time. And she's affiliated run consistently like ones and twos. And, and maybe she's just, um, you know, taking a step back. I mean, she is six years old. And, and we've seen a lot of great fillies at one point. They just, want, like, when a good filly. And, and listen, she won her last year. She didn't get beat. She didn't run terrible or but maybe it's just a sign that, that maybe she's just not quite as good as she, she used to be. And it was a horse I was really looking at. And, and, and then I was like, you know, one of the big factors that Lasix, um, no Lasix, is really going to be more with the European horses that come over here. Because so many European horses came over here to get Lasix. And I look at a horse like New York Girl. Oh. And she was with Top Connections across, you know, over there. She was running in good races. Her form got really spotty, her last three. And, then, and again, she's racing against, you know, the best of the best over the grade one races. But she didn't really show a whole lot in those races. They bring her over. They race her uh, on the on an allowance race. It was, it was kind of like the feature race of the day. There wasn't a whole lot going on. She ran really, really well overcame a slow pace and just ran by him like if, if the race was a mile and an ace she would have won by 10 um but then he chose and, and listen Belmont runs a lot of horses at tampa in these stake races so that might have been the plan anyways but he ran her over there and the one thing that tampa had this uh winter that gulfstream didn't have is laces <clears throat> 
the Gulfstream races were no Lasix. The Tampa races were Lasix. And I'm just, and I have no information on this. This is just speculation. I just wonder if this really may have been a bleeder that, that the Lasix really helped. And, and she's probably just a better horse than what we have running over here anyways. But, you know, she's off Lasix here. And, and, and that's, that's the only thing. And this is one of the things that makes it difficult. Like we've talked about this Lasix thing for, a, a, you know, until we're blue in the face. That this is the question you have. Like, ordinarily, I would really like to take a shot with her. But it just gives me pause. Yeah, Lasix off is, is a big negative for me for that horse. <laughs> I mean, I don't think Jacardi's good enough. Uh, she's, there's no speed. She's got you. Is probably going to get too far behind. Um, so Kelly, she's probably going to be the second choice in here, um, and she's, uh, you know, she's she's tough. I mean, she she always kind of runs her race. Um, like I said, I'm taking a stand against Scott Stormy. Blowout. I mean, blowout never runs bad, but blowout like runs second a lot and. The only thing is, in like with Jakarta in the race, you would think that the, the pace would be, um, would be solid. You know, uh, I mean, Blaw goes to the lead every time. It's not like a you know a horse who's got speed. She goes to the lead every time, and Jakarta essentially goes to the lead every time except when they go twenty and four. Uh, I mean, she led a turf sprint stake <laughs> last time, going five and a half. So. I don't think she'll be rating either. So there should be pace in here. And uh, and maybe, you know, hell, maybe God Stormy will just be better than them. But I, I'm be- I'm not I'm not using her at, at, on top at all. Yeah, I, I'm in agreement. I, I think, you know, I would love to beat God Stormy here, but I just can't. I, I just haven't found a, a way that she gets beat. I mean, I, I don't think it's going to be one of her visually best looking performances but it's one of those uh she'll get the job done kind of things um she she looks very vulnerable on paper um but any any of those literally any of the races she ran in 2020 would beat this field that's true not, not i'm not denying that at all um speaking of horses who look like they're gonna be short odds we have yeah. the Derby City Invitational for Gammon. <laughs> it, it's a five. One to five morning line. I mean, it's a, it's a race. It's a sprint race, right? It's a grade one sprint race. How is this? Nobody's got speed except her. How is this a G1? That's that's what I want to know. It's crazy. It's crazy that, 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 this is, that, that there's no speed in the race. There's no fast this year. Dell's the one. Dell's the one is a really, really good horse. Yeah, you know, but like she's, she's not really good. Not, I mean, good. <laughs> how does she run down Gamine here? I mean, you know, and 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 Gamine could get into the worst trouble of all time. This is one of those horses <laughs> that I say you could run backwards and still win. Do like, the moonwalk. The only way Gamine loses is if she like breaks bad and loses or the or top, stands right? in the gate and doesn't come out. Right. I mean, it just she just looks just, just looks you know. So yeah, it's kind of a buzzkill in the middle of this card. Like yeah, exactly. I, I don't like the scene her that, that they should have put that one early on. Yeah. One. Oh, I agree. Um. Now, now there, there's a race coming up here that's completely <laughs> the opposite. 
and that's the Pat Day Mile. And it's another one of those races where, man, there's there's like seven or eight horses in here you could really make a decent case for. What do yeah. you, what, what do you, what do you, what do you, where do you even start in this race? Dude, I, I don't even know. Um, <laughs> I mean, you could even make a case for, for smoking Joe Frazier on the outside. Um, with the knockout punch. <laughs> right? It, you know, I think I'm, I'm, you know, I, I see a lot of people, you know, defunded getting a lot of buzz. I didn't really like any of that horse's races at all. So, you know, yeah, he ran behind, you know, Rock Your World, Medina Spirit, Dream Shake, who's actually in this race. But I, I just, I can't do it. Jackie's Warrior, another one. I just can't do it. I, I just have a hard time thinking that horse made the jump from two to three. Um, and may need some more time or, you know, switch back to the Naira circuit. <laughs> um, so that, that horse is out of my, you know, kind of radar. Dream Shake, I don't really know what to make of that horse, to be honest with you, especially in a spot like this. Um, you know, the one-term mile is probably going to be better uh, for him. But, again, at a short price, I, you know, it seems kind of iffy. You know, I, I think that horse likes to finish second, third-ish. You know, I, I, I'd like to see a little more oomph and finish in the races. Maybe the cutback is is what's needed. Um, and that brings me to the horse I do like, which is Prevalence. I thought the horse was good, you know, uh, going into the wood, probably too far for her, for him. Uh, um, came out of that race okay. Uh, a couple, you know, ran a bullet. One out of five. Um, I'm not really too enthusiastic on this race. I think it is up for grabs, so... Like a horse like Ultimate Badger just picking up the pieces and winning wouldn't surprise me at all. Um, but I would never take a favorite in this race. I like Dream Shake. Yeah, Dream Shake has every right to win. I mean, on paper. I, I, I don't like I think Dream Shake showed a tremendous amount of ability as for start. And I, I think that's what he really wants to do. I think he wants to, to gallop along make that big sweeping move uh, like a closing sprint. <clears throat> this is kind of like a closer sprinter race. And when you watch it, I watched the Santa Anita Derby and, and uh, the San Felipe like 4,000 times. And <laughs> he, it just looks like he's chasing, you know, yeah. like, he's, like he's struggling. Like, like he's not like, like he's not comfortable doing that. Like he just wants to be to make a run and not to kind of have to run after you know, a pace setter. He wants to be able to sit. And then, you know, when you ask him to go, he goes. Um, and, and I just, I think that this race will set up great for him. Um, and I took a double take at, at Whiskey Double also. Um, I kind of liked his last race, even though it was at Aqueduct. Um, but that's the, the caveat there is yeah. like, what, what are these Aqueduct horses going to do? outside of that track and my gut is telling me absolutely nothing and that's why i'm kind of you know hot and cold with with prevalence um because of the the wood 50 second second quarter meltdown it can't be good so you know i, I guess 
if, if you put a gun to my head and, and said you got to pick one, I think actually Ultimate Badger is the horse I would I would kind of pick here. Doesn't look great on paper. Could be one of those right place at the right time horses. I, I don't like, you know, anybody else, really. It's just kind of one of those things. You're going to get a big prize. Yeah, I, I hope so. I mean, I'm, I'm going to take a shot, you know, um, especially in some some exotics here, you know, like uh, pick threes, pick five. Um, definitely will be on the ticket. Whether he wins or not is another story. There's, it's just so weird. This this race is tough. I, I just think you know, to me, with Jackie's Warrior and and this cutting back to the mile is probably definitely the right move. I just don't know if if that horse just isn't he just hasn't trained on and he just isn't as good as he was two years. Right, he didn't make the jump. Yeah, right. You're, you're betting now that it was all the distance, but he he gave up. He he quit in that last race, um, long before. It, it, the distance should have mattered, you know. He, he was kind of done going into the second turn. Yeah, and got beat. It wasn't by like, you know, it wasn't like he he made it like uh, a mile and then just kind of like the last sixteenth uh, uh, just didn't have. You know, he he was about five and a half furlongs. He didn't really have much, and and it was sloppy. And I don't know, like when horses run huge numbers at at two, and then they kind of, you know, can't get close to them. A lot of times. They, they don't ever come back to it. So right. I mean, I'm, I'm actually uh, one of the things I look for um, is I, I learned this way back when, uh, when a horse turns from, from two to three, when they match up their best figure as yeah. a two-year-old, as a three-year-old, there's another performance that's going to break through right. and, and, and come out of that. So they're on the improve. And, it, and it, it's really a, a good angle. I mean, I, I've caught a lot of winners where horses, you know, run, let's say, an 80 as a two-year-old, and then they come off the bench and run like a 79, 78. Then the next one is when they really run, and that's when you get the score, and usually they get a better price because they've already lost. Um, so that's, that's one of the things I do look for, and Jackie Warrior does not fit that profile. No, no. No, not at all. Um, and I like Jackie's Warrior, you know. I just don't think uh, – I, I just he just seems like it was it was a little bit too much, too quick for him. He just, he just ran too – you know, I, I know it sounds stupid, but it's like he just, just did too much, you know, he ran too fast. And I don't know, whatever. It's, it's hard to say. There's so many nebulous things that happen. And, of course, we don't know everything that goes on with horses either, so – I mean, we don't know if he's battling foot issues or something. Who knows? We, you know, and, and, and honestly, it's it's tough to, to ask people to <clears throat> divulge everything about a horse all the time. Right, yeah. I mean, but I know one thing, that smoking Joe Talamo and the outside horse are definitely going to be on my ticket. I, I mean, in um, Ultimate Badger. One thing about that race, if you cash, the IRS will be involved. Oh, not anymore. Depending, you got, you got bombs. <laughs> right? Yeah, Joe, um, yeah, Joe Frazier and, and Ultimate Badger are definitely going to be on my ticket because this this to me seems a little up for grabs. Um, now speaking <clears throat> of a race up for grabs, <laughs> the American Turf. I mean, <laughs> where do you go with this? <laughs> <laughs> this was another race where it's like God, you could literally. Find seven horses that 
on here. Six horses, at least. Um, you got any thoughts about this race? Because honestly, I, I really don't have any strong opinions on anything in this race. Um, not strong opinions. I, I have stronger opinions in other races, but I thought um, the six horse Royal Prince might merit a good chance here. Okay. Just, just on a consistency standpoint, I, I didn't like Scarlet Sky coming from the 13 hole. I mean, it's not impossible. And this field isn't like super duper strong. But everybody's pretty much kind of looks like they're on the same plane. You know, it was a very evenly matched race um, on paper. But, um, yeah, I, I, I wasn't really too enthusiastic about it. But a horse like Royal Prince, um, you know, that, that's kind of been around and, and uh, ran run good at pretty much every race other than that one at Del Mar, the Cecil B. DeMille. Um, didn't really show up that day but had a tremendous outside posts from the 10 hole and just didn't run. And I don't think Joel did a great job of kind of working out a trip. So they just kind of did their thing as the favorite too. Um, but 12 to one seems a little absurd. If, if we get six to one, I'm, I'm happy. Right. right, right. Um, yeah. That, that race is a tough race. Like I said, you're, you're going to get, you should be able to get an excellent price on someone in that spot. Yeah, if you like somebody, I mean, even Lucky Law has a chance. All right, what do we do about the the Churchill Downs Stakes? <laughs> this is a, this might be one of the better races on the card, to be honest with you. I mean, um, there, there's a lot going on, and I know a few years back, um, I think this is the race that that Funny Duck. Just absolutely destroyed every bet I made that day. And won at a huge price. And I don't think the horse won since that time after that. I won this race in 2003, I think. And the owner, Jay Manujan, Jay liked the bet. And this horse <laughs> was coming. Battle One was his name. He was coming to the race. Oh, that's horse was coming to a race. And Jay lived out in California, and he, he didn't come to the races too much. You know, he, he was he's a California guy. He was from New York, but he, he turned into a California guy. I think his kids had softball, sorry, just baseball, something. So he goes down to Los Alamitos, and he makes he puts all his bets in Los Alamitos because he lived in Orange County. You know, lived out in Orange County, and um, so Battle One wins the race, pays like thirty eight dollars. The try paid. Everything paid huge because it was a huge field. It was like 13, 14 field in the field. And and uh, I think another bomb came in third. So he made so much money that he went back to Los Alamos to cash the tickets because uh, they had live racing that night. <laughs> they told him, we don't have enough money to pay you. <laughs> <laughs> like, what do you mean? They were saying, well, we'll give you a check. And he's like, I'm not, I don't want a check. Right, I, I want the cash. They made a suitcase. So they made arrangements. He had to meet the treasurer of the track on Monday morning at the bank to, to get the cash. Oh, he, he, he literally wiped the track out. <laughs> the track had no, they had no, uh, um, they didn't have enough cash. He's Unbelievable. Like, we give you all the cash. We'll have nothing left. <laughs> oh, that was crazy. That was crazy. 
The great Ramon Dominguez rode that horse. And you know what's funny about that race, too, is I cannot find a, a, a video of tape, No tape, huh? Nope. And Luke Kryposh was uh, was my friend, and he was, he was a great guy. But he was the announcer, and I had been riding Rafael Barrano on this horse for like a year and a half. And uh, <laughs> we, we made a change going into this race, and Ramon Dominguez rode the, the horse. And Luke called uh, about about at the eighth pole. He, he took a peek back, and he was pretty clear. I mean, he was about six or seven lengths clear at that point. And he took a peek <laughs> back, and Luke says, and Rafael Barano looks back for the competition and stuff like that. I'm like, holy shit, he, 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 he said the wrong jock, you know? But, <laughs> and then he fell. He, he called me. He's like, oh, my God. I'm so, I said, man, don't worry about it. I don't care who you call winning the race as long as you call my horse from crossing the line. All right, five. Man, that was crazy. <laughs> um, this race is kind of similar to that race in that there's a lot of contenders. Um, a lot. And, a lot. you know, for a, a, a graded sprint like this, there's not a tremendous amount of early speed. Yeah, that, that was that was kind of the, my, my thing. And that's what makes this race very difficult. I mean, I guess tap it to win wants to go to the lead, but. Not really, kind of. Mind Control used to have that kind of speed, but I don't think that horse wants it anymore. No. Uh, uh, I mean, Flagstaff's not going to be too far off. Um, no, I, I, that was the one that I thought might end up on the lead, but I, I can't. Uh, Al Stahl's horse is, is stepping up in class, first time in the stake. Uh, he showed speed, um, you know, last time out, but he's not exactly a blinding speed type horse either, so uh, I mean, Bango's shown a little bit of speed, and it's just a very unusual, uh, you know, that, that you see these races without much speed in. Yeah, um, you know, the the horse that kind of stuck out to me a little bit was Endorsed. Um, even though the last couple of races, that horse completely failed me. Yeah. Um, not that you know, Fat Man isn't a good horse. I just don't think that's the right spot. Um, again, endorsed is is kind of a, a you know a, a throwdown field, if you will. Um, looks like another one that that I was saying earlier might just fall into the right trip to win this. You know, Swifty made a good point about Fat Man. Oh, with the Lasix. In that his two Lasix races or non Lasix races, he's awful. Where, where he was, he, he didn't do any running at all. And you can look at his card, and literally every race outside of a race at Parks like three years ago, where he didn't he didn't show up. He, he the horse always shows up. I mean, he's always you know he always shows up. Um. So the Lasix thing. I mean, again, I, I, like, what do you do? Because he looks like a solid contender in this group. Um, but, you know, he's off Lasix here. And you know, what do you do? I mean, like you said, I, I mean, if you just put a line through the February 27th and the January 23rd race, this horse would probably be favored. Yeah, no doubt. <laughs> or no. second choice. That, that's, that's very, very true. I mean, my inclination is to kind of 
you know, resigned to the fact that the horse just doesn't run good with Lasix. But at the same time, I can see somebody say, hey, you know what, maybe he just didn't like it those days and runs well on Saturday. I mean, it's it's very possible um, that he just, you know, kind of wakes up and, you know, but it's just so glaring that he, you know, here's his buyer speech figures for those are 83 and 87. Then on the 28th of March, he runs in a, in a OC 62 and runs a 103 and wins going away uh, with Lasix back on. I mean, it, it kind of stands out to me. That's why, you know, it's just a shame, you know, in, in my estimation, especially with horses that have been running. I mean, he's a seven-year-old. He knows what he's doing. <laughs> yeah. If he's not, if he doesn't have Lasix, then, you know, I can understand why the horse just doesn't perform the same way. It's just, well, too- you know, the, the favorites I'm sure is going to be Whitmore. <clears throat> Who I don't like here. I, without I CC Rocket in the race, I mean, he'll probably be the favorite. Um, but sure. he's re- he seems like he's going to be compromised by the pace somewhat as well. Um, I mean, it's just. Uh, and I took a second look at Lexi. You know, the, other, you know, the other interesting thing about Whitmore is that his record at seven furlongs, not so he's good. only got one win at seven furlongs uh, out of five starts. Now, this is a horse that has 15 lifetime wins uh, and 40 starts. So 35 of his 40 starts were at a distance other than um, seven furlongs. Now, he also was uh, a, you know, a derby-type prospect as a young horse, so... He wasn't strictly a sprinter when, when, you know, when a lot of those starts were made. But uh, if you look at his line, he, you see six furlongs all over the place. You see one seven furlong race in the slop at Keeneland. Uh, excuse me, Saratoga. Saratoga. Yeah, but that was a and that, that was like downpour. a downpour. That was a crazy. Yeah, day. it was a complete uh, downpour. But um, you know, he, he you know the seven eights and and you would think with his style, seven eights would would be would be good, but. Uh, He's he's going to be. I, I just imagine he's going to be the favorite just based upon uh, the fact that he's got a big name and that he, um, you know, he's, he's got everybody's a favorite. I mean, I, and, I love that know, horse too. And and he, you know, it's not like he's run bad. I mean, he's come back no. and, and he's he's just he, he just literally isn't isn't been as good as uh, CZ Rocket has been. And and that's you know, you know, if CZ Rocket doesn't ship uh, east, then then he's he's coming off a three one three race win streak with one of those races being the breached up front. So, yeah, a horse that kind of, you know, at a, at a price that, that I took a second look at was Lexitonian. Yeah. Not sure what kind of trip that horse is going to try to get here, how, how Tyler's going to work this out, but the horse runs, I mean, and, and seems to like Churchill. So I, I couldn't fault anybody for taking anyone in this race. I just know I don't want the favorite as usual. So Whitmore is, is somebody I don't want on the win end, even though he's very capable. Flagstaff is another one that's very capable. Um, but you got to take a stand somewhere. And I think there's a lot of good horses here that, you know, even, even mind control could wake up and do something. You know, uh, it, it's a tough race. There's um, speaking of tough races, this is some edition of the um, the old Forester Bourbon Turf Classic hmm. that 
I mean, it's just a field full of like, like every good, uh, you know, like middle distance turf horse in America seems to be in this race. Um, I mean, is I, I, like, what, what, like, what do you do here? Oof, I don't know, because if anything, like, you know, all these horses, I, I watched last year's um, turf classic. Digital age was in there. Um, I even watched the uh, the American turf that that smooth like straight was in. Um, I don't know, man. This is a tough race. So the only horse I do know I don't like is Cross Border. I'm I'm done with that horse. Done. Never again will I go there. Um, besides that, it's up for grabs. I mean, literally anybody could win this race. Ivar looks good. I mean, Colonel Liam's kind of like a champion, right? So I haven't done much wrong. No, <laughs> but this this does seem like uh, is by far his toughest task. Yeah, I mean, you know, again, he he beat cross border in, in the Pegasus Turf Invitational, then went over to the fairgrounds and didn't really beat much there. So I could see somebody saying, "Hey, you know." Who did he beat and going somewhere else? But I think it's just the fact that he does things very easily. <laughs> right. It doubt, you know, it, visually, it just doesn't look like there's a lot of effort there. And he right. doesn't, you know, he just appears at the wire in front every time. Right. Um, so I think it's a little bit of optical illusion where he doesn't look great and he's not you know, really drawn off or anything. He kind of ends up in the lead at the last minute. And then, damn, that horse wanted it as the favorite again. <laughs> yeah, it's tough. It's a very, very tough race. It's a great race. It's just. Uh, yeah, it's going to be a good one. I don't have any insight at all to be saying anything. It's going to be good to watch. Um, you know, Digital Age is another horse that I had a lot of issues with not finishing races off. Or at least graded stakes races. Um but has a shot here, you know, <laughs> not without a chance. Smooth like straight. Another one. Good horse to get into position. Um, you know, that horse is going to be in the right spot, whether he wins or not is another story. Um, but I'm, I'm excited to watch this race more than I am to bet it. Well, that brings us to the race that we've been talking about for about eight months. The, uh, the Kentucky Derby. And we knew someone was going to draw the rail. <laughs> Just weren't sure that it was going to be one of the horses who looks like a, a solid contender. And it's so funny. We talked to, <laughs> on Twitter today that that uh, the the post one used to be like um, the death over, overrated as a bad spot, and now and now it might be underrated as a bad spot because everybody's saying, "Oh, well, the new gate, it's not so bad." Well, the gate, the old way the gate set up, the horse was literally like, if it went straight, would go into the rail. So that, of course, is bad. But the other factor that's still really bad is that, you know, when, when the field comes over, you don't have anywhere to go when you're on the rail. You know, you're stuck. You, you, you can't bump. If you bump the rail, the barrel's not going to get out of your way. So... It's still not an ideal spot, but I, I, I did, you know, a Going in Circles Digest uh, kind of newsletter 
went through the Oaks, went through the Derby, horse by horse. And, and one thing I, I did say in that was that Irad is probably the best jockey to have in this situation because the one thing about him is he's not afraid to bull his way out of situations. <laughs> uh, you know, he's, you're right about uh, that. He, he's not going to, you know, take a second thought about, hey, I don't like the spot I'm in. I got to get out of it. He'll do it. So, that being said, what about known agenda? I love this horse. And I'm going to tell you why, because I, I went over the scenarios in my head on how this trip is going to work out. So, my estimation is the two, like the king, Brooklyn Strong, and keep me in mind, have no chance and will get out broke here by the one. Now, the five, Sainthood, has a little bit of speed and could kind of play, you know, as best he can, like a, like a lead blocker and keep everybody out wide and, and have, uh, you know, kind of the one known agenda sneak in and, and get a, a decent spot without being collapsed over. Because I know he doesn't really want to be right up front, but I know he doesn't want to get shuffled out. If he just does enough to get in front of those three horses to his right, you know, the two, three, four, he might be okay and get the trip he might want, um, you know, depending. I mean, I, I would think that a horse like Soup and Sandwich is going to go. I, I, that's their only chance, I would think. <laughs> you know, if, if you're going to give your horse a chance and then outside, you know, inside of him, you have Rock Your World, which I would think they have to go. So that being said, I, I think there's a chance, a better than average chance for known agenda to get the right trip here. And that's why I like that horse. I, I mean, I saw the, the horse run at Tampa and the Sam F. Davis. Didn't run a step until the last 300 yards of the race and flew by a bunch of horses. And it didn't look like he took to the track. He was struggling early. Just didn't like it. And then they, they put the blinkers on, put him in an uh, you know, optional claimer, 75,000. 75, and he blew the doors off the horses, which he probably should have. But I think that was a nice confidence builder. He came into the Florida Derby. He looked like a totally different horse than what I saw at Tampa just physically. And he got the job done. I mean, you know, it wasn't the greatest field, but a horse like greatest honor would probably be around the same price in this race and soup and sandwich, you know, kind of was out there running, just didn't know what he was doing <laughs> and, and ended up second. But um, I thought, I thought he ran much, much better. Um, and I'm expecting a little bit more improvement. So that's my guy. You know, I went through all these horses, and, I, and I'll just give you a quick, uh, a quick synopsis because, I mean, I, I'm on record on paper on Cyberland, wherever it is. Cyber. Uh, like, like the King, I, I don't like it all. Uh, Brooklyn Strong, I think it's insane to run him in this race. He can't treat the Kentucky Derby like it's an extra at Delaware Park. And, oh, we, we can get in, so let's go. I mean, you have to plan. You have to be – and they can say all they want. Honestly, he, he really didn't look – that great 
uh, in the Wood Memorial. He had missed some training time over the, the winter. And, and, and I know the, these guys don't get chances like this. But, man, he's a nice horse. And I just hope that, you know, I just – and he doesn't – you know, they kind of came out of the race saying that he didn't really like being inside. And drawing post uh, post three doesn't help the matters at all because he's going to be buried the entire race. Um, whatever. Keep me in mind. I don't know. Doug Salvador is. I guess Mike Maloney's on this horse as well. Both, really, you know, real sharp guys. I, I think they're hoping that they just revert to take them all the way back and make one run. And he had shown that ability to do that. I mean, he was a one run closer. His race in the Breeders' Cup Juvenile, he was fourteenth. You know, in, in, for a in, long time in too. the Kentucky Cup uh, Jockey Club that he won, he was ninth of nine. So he, you know, he was successful making that one run, and he was very sluggish in the Rebel. Uh, you know, we've talked about it before. I, I think that the horse was just over the top because uh, he was supposed to run a couple weeks, three weeks earlier, and then there was a postponement, or two weeks earlier there was a postponement at a Southwest because of the weather and. And, and I think that the horse just – he just was flat that day. Um, the trip in the bluegrass was bizarre. I mean, he was out five wide in the first turn, like gunning. And, and yes, the pace was going to be slow, but you just can't change your horse's style just because the race dynamics, excuse me, <laughs> don't set up for you. You know, it's – so the blinkers are coming off. And, you know, he's still – put it this way. If he's supposed to be laying 17th or 18th or 19th, there's still a lot of things that can go wrong for horses like that. You know, Absolutely. you're going to need the pace meltdown and then you're going to need luck. You're not, you're going to need to not run into somebody, to not have any chain reactions, to not get trapped behind the horses that are, they're stopping. Um, St. Hood, same thing. He, he was probably the best in the, in the Jeff Ruby, but I mean, I, I just, you know, the horses like this, Matic trip, don't win races <laughs> like this. Oh, Bezos, that's Greg Foley's horse. Greg Foley's a friend. He's a great guy. It would be amazing if he could win the race. I just don't think his horse is quite good enough. Um, Mandaloon, uh, you know, threw that clunker in last time. Um, you know, was wide on the first turn and the second turn. But to me, the horse was done going into the second turn. And yeah, and, and, and Jerome seemed like he was already asking the horse to, for speed, trying to catch Hot Rod Charlie, who was on the lead. And, and he just didn't seem like he had anything. Yeah, I know he's worked good, but, um, he, you know, he, I, I, I've been on and off this horse, like, every day. I literally can't decide if I'm, I'm going to throw in. And I, it'll probably be a price-dependent play if, if I'm going to use my ticket. Um, Medina Spring, or Spirit, excuse me, I, I have him in the future book. I've talked about that for people probably sick of hearing about it. <laughs> You know, Johnny's almost half forced to, to send out of there because if he doesn't, they're all going to come over on him and no one inside of him really has any speed. So, uh, you know, I, I mean, he may be on the lead going into the first turn. It's, it, it's, it's possible. Um, Hot Rod Charlie, I, I don't know. I mean, the one time that uh, uh, Medina Spirit raced against Hot Rod Charlie, Medina Spirit outran Hot Rod Charlie. Um to the lead so you know I, I don't know i mean hot rod charlie showed i mean his races are, are, are all good he certainly has the ability he seemed like he he should be able to get the distance but again he, he's it, it's a horse i kind of like i mean he's, he's you know the one thing about medina spirit and hot rod charlie is they're fast horses on the sheets but they haven't made 
yet and make the jump, then they can probably win the race. Um, you know, provided they don't, you know, get terrible. Faults, yeah. <laughs> uh, Midnight Bourbon, I don't like at all. Um, he's a horse that doesn't finish his races. He seems like he's a one-paced horse. And, I mean, I think Midnight Bourbon's going to be laying about 12th and is a horse who's always up close because I think there's going to be a lot more speed coming over on him. He's acted up a lot in the paddock this week, and I know Steve Asmussen has been schooling him literally every day. But that, that's a hard horse to, you know, it's, it's hard, especially when that horse feeling as good as he is. He's probably dead fit. I made a, a note. I just don't think he's, I just don't think he's fast enough. I made a note next to Midnight Bourbon on my form. Runoff. <laughs> I just don't know if he's fast enough. I mean, I, I don't think he's fast enough, but I think he's just going to gun it. He might. I, I just don't. I hope he does. I don't like him. Anymore. That's what I'm hoping. Um, Dynamic One is a horse who I kind of like. A little bit. It's kind of a wise guy horse. I liked him better when when I thought he was going to be forty to fifty to one. Uh, making him twenty one morning line kind of blew me away. <laughs> to, to be honest, I was very very surprised <laughs> at that. Um, he, he ran a deceptively good race. He ran a lot better in, in the wood than Burbonic did. He was was really wide in the first turn, and I he bet was him. wide on the second turn. He got to the lead. He kind of worked his way to the lead on that that you know. And and remember, he had been out in Florida, so. Um, you know, he, he had gone from from the you know the 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 the, the, the quicker tracks back up to the sand pit, and he, he just kind of looked like Burbonic kind of surprised him a little bit. He ran a really good number, um, and like I said, I like him, but I, I don't know that I like him at the price he might wind up being at. Uh, helium has no chance. Turtle. Um, hidden stash, I don't think has any chance. Turtle. Uh, essential quality. I mean, there's not a whole lot to knock on him. Other than, you know, like what we've talked about before and that, in my opinion, he, he should have won his last race. He should have got beat this last race. I, I really think highly motivated <clears throat> lost more than central quality won. But that being said, he, he's versatile. He does everything right. Uh, he's also got $4 million bet on him to, to, to you know, buy right. <laughs> yeah, So, I mean, it wouldn't surprise me if he if he's going to win. And I know that there's like – 75% of the, the, the racing universe is saying the same thing. Well, yeah, he, he's probably going to win, but I'm not going to bet on him. Well, <laughs> uh, Rocky World, another horse. I, I don't know. I don't know what this horse wants to do. He's never been behind a horse. Uh, he looked great in, in the Santa Anita Derby, but, you know, wiring a field like that in, in, in this field is completely different. And, I mean, is, is, is Rosario going to send him to the lead here? Is he going to try for the lead? He's never been behind a horse, so – uh, even the races, you know, his first two grass races, he was always on the outside. So it's like, how, how do you save ground? I, I don't know. I mean, he's well, really a really good horse. Um, as a side note, uh, Andy Beyer thinks that uh, April 3rd at Santa Anita was was uh, inside bias track that he ran on. And he doesn't like him at all. And I, I tend to agree because I didn't go back and watch the races that day. The inside was the place to be. And um, he took advantage of that and just kind of cruised. Didn't even get much pressure. Um, you know, in a, in a crowd of 19, I don't know how well he's going to do, uh, especially with a central quality. I, I would think a central quality doesn't want to let Rocky World get in front of him. That's the same thing that we're talking about. If, if Medina Spirit leaves hard, Hot Rod Charlie leaves hard, you think in Midnight Bourbon leaves hard, um, essential quality leaves hard. Rock your world leaves hard. <laughs> like, 
Um, you're, you're, you know, we're going to be nine wide in the first turn. So, I mean, that's the thing about these lightly raced horses is you don't know what they like to do much other than what they've shown. And, but the, a lot of times the trip that they've gotten isn't going to be available. So do they have a, a plan B? Can they uh, handle um, things like, like, you know, dirt in their face? That, that's, that's my question on Helium. All right. He ran three times and he ran good every time he's, he's undefeated, but he's, he was on the outside in both races at, um, at um, uh, Woodbine and he was on the outside of turf at Tampa. Now he doesn't really have enough speed, you know, to get in the mix here to be on the lead. So he's going to be behind horses, right? So he, he, he might be behind five, six, seven, eight horses getting dirt kicking your face for the first time in the Kentucky Derby in a, in a 20 horse field. Like, yeah, shock. It's just not like maybe he can do it. Maybe he's way better than I'm giving him credit for. Maybe he's, uh, you know, got some <clears throat> supersonic fitness. But <laughs> I don't see how he could be fit enough to, to do that. And that's the thing with the lightly raced horses is they've never had any adversity for the most part. Rockier World has never had a single bit of adversity in its three races. And he, he's a, you know, he, he's a really super horse. I mean, he's shown he's a really good horse, but this is the Kentucky Derby. And the one thing about it, and, and this is like, like my stump speech, but you you see trainers kind of trying to treat it like it's any other race, and it's not. And a lot of times, the bigger trainers have all the good horses, and what they can do is they can spot them around, and they don't have to put a lot of pressure on them. They don't have to run them back a lot. And a lot of times, they're running, they're the best horse, and you can win. Sometimes just because you're the best horse, even if the pace uh, and the trips are, don't work out perfectly. But there's no 20-horse races going a mile and a quarter. There's no other races like that. And history has not shown that you can win a race um, with that little preparation. You know, and people say justify. Justify went to the lead. Sure did. And your horse isn't justified. Justify was dominating his early races. So, like... That's the thing. Uh, even like King Fury, okay? Like, he comes back. He, he wasn't even on the Derby Trail three weeks ago. Right? <laughs> he wasn't even on it. And and he runs good in a, in a perfect setup. I mean, they went 45 and changed to the half in the mud. Um, I, you know, I, to me, he's a toss. I like the fact that Tyson Fury is going to be here and maybe he'll punch somebody. But That would be for that. I'm uh, highly motivated is a horse, I, I, I believe. And, and Doug and I talked about this extensively on Tuesday. I think he's a really, really talented horse. I also don't know that he wants to get a mile and a quarter. And um, it's easy to make excuses like when your horse gets beat uh, on a, with a soft lead. And a lot of times a jockey will tell you that crap. But <laughs> soft leads are soft leads are soft leads. And, and he didn't get disgraced. I mean, the horse ran a great race. He ran a good number. But his mother was a sprinter. Into mischiefs are still a little bit spotty at that distance. And again, what what trip is he going to get? How wide is he going? He's going to lose ground, right? He's got to lose ground in the first turn. He's got to lose ground in the first turn. So unless he gets a situation where he circles the field down the backside and gets to the rail on, on the turn, the second turn, he's going to lose ground on the second turn as well. So is he really going to be able to not only get the mile and a quarter, but get the mile and a quarter by being really wide? If he had drawn post three, maybe it's a different story. Um, super stock is another horse who, who I bet in the, uh, the, the prep who, you know, I was there for the wedding and I don't want to be there for the funeral. I just, uh, <laughs> I mean, he, he tripped out for, for his life in that race and he's yeah. a nice horse. He's improving, but I, I don't know what, what, what you know, where's he going to lay? Oof. 
you know, soup and sandwich, I, I, I just think it's ludicrous. And, um, you know, Bourbonic, uh, you know, Carmosha is going to just go to the back and, and try to pick the pieces up. So that's your Derby field. You know, it's funny, just, uh, you know, as a side note uh, about Bourbonic, it, 30 to 1 morning line, right? And you have a horse like Helium <laughs> that's literally three for three, won a grade two, and is 50 to one. <laughs> Bourbonic's 30 to one, the horse he beats 20 to one. Right. Dynamic. <laughs> it's I just thought that morning line, I was like, I thought, I, was, I thought he was going to be 50 to 1. Yeah, well, I, I think we'll get a clearer picture. I, I think people are going to get cold on Bourbonic anyway. That he'll, you know, the market's going to correct itself. I... Well, what do you think about the, the last race? The very last race. That's uh, the one. I'm sorry, not the last race. The race after the Derby. <laughs> it'll, be, it'll be the last race for me. If they get me to the 14th, you know I, I'm, I got something big going. Um, I don't know. The, the horse uh, Tulane Trist kind of stood out to me. Um, but, again, I, I'm not so confident on how these horses come out of the fairgrounds. You know what I mean? It, it's, it's really – they're all over the place other than the turf horses. Those are pretty solid numbers and, and, and kind of translate. But the dirt, it's it's so strange. And, you know, my twin owns the horse, so I kind of have to lean that direction. Your guy. Uh, well, I knew Prime Factor would get there on Derby Day. I just didn't know there would be the race after the Derby. Well, you, you called it. You did. <laughs> yeah. I know it's a tough race. It's, it's, it's a super tough race. I'd, I, you know, normally I would like a horse like Prime Factor, who's, you know, basically greatest honor, just stumped him twice. <laughs> um, just doesn't seem right here. Yeah, yeah, I'm not, I'm not thrilled with him here. Actually, I, I, I would, I would definitely play against him, but I, I don't know. Or raving about Triple Tap, also. He scratched. Oh, he scratched. I did not know Scratch that. Scratcherowski, no Triple Taps. Well, I guess uh, Preakness it is. <laughs> yeah, I'm not going to let you even handicap the last race unless you have some bomb you love. No, no. I didn't even look, to be honest with you. I'll, I didn't I'll, be, I'll be in a coma by that point. Yeah, I'll, I'll probably have so much candy in my system. Not even going to be funny. Well, um, Barry, thank you for your all your, uh, your efforts and uh, your opinions and See what happens. Always a pleasure. Always a pleasure. We're going to get good know. weather. We're going to get good weather. Yeah, that's that's a, that's perfect. I mean, you know, no excuses. I don't want it. I don't want any excuses. If my horses don't run, they just don't run. Yeah, no, that's all there is to it. So, all right. Well, sounds good. And uh, again, I appreciate uh, I appreciate your your uh, your candor as always. And I got to go sweat out uh, who the dolphins are going to pick. Stupid oh boy. <laughs> all right my man it's always a pleasure yeah. we're gonna get them on uh friday and saturday we're gonna get both days you got it my man thank you barry and thanks all everyone right. for listening